0: You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Paul Kern. But well, It's great to have you. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to Christian Ministries. We're glad you're a part, and we just want to welcome you. Hey, our Josh, this morning now, I, I had your anointing on me. I, I went over first service. I just want you to know I was trying to follow in your footsteps. Although I, I can 't compare to Josh, but I was trying to compete and to just keep up, so I, I said, all right i'm going to go over the anointing started flowing, I just said, "All right, you people out there in the foyer. you just have to wait so but i'm excited about uh, what I want to talk to you about today. Turn to first Peter chapter two. I also want to welcome those joining us on a live stream or by podcast we're so glad that you Uh, Tune in to us each week and listen to us, and we pray that you're encouraged and blessed by the messages that you hear. But we're going to look in 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 1 through 3 together. For those of you who are taking notes and you like sermon titles, uh, you can write this down. (laughs) Some assembly required. Y'all ever read that label? Seen that before? Didn't it just stir up all kinds of wonderful emotions in your heart? (laughs) Not really. Some assembly required. So we're going to look at first Peter chapter two. It says, so get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have tasted of the Lord's kindness. Have you guys ever watched those time lapse videos on YouTube? They're really cool. You know, like a time lapse build of a of a car or a time lapse build of a motorcycle or a time lapse build of like Legos or something. You know, it's it's a time lapse. It goes time lapse build of furniture, it goes really, really fast. I remember when our video team here uh just not a couple of years back not too long ago we did a time-lapse video of this building going up and it was really neat to watch from you know some of you remember that it was you know the dozers coming in and then the concrete being poured and the footers and then you know all of a sudden the metal starts being put together and the building starts going up and then the roof and it was this time-lapse video and we got to watch uh, all of this happen really really quick and literally what took you know, months and months and months to build, we were able to watch in just a few brief moments of all this consolidated together, and we get to see this finished product. And, and you know, when I see videos like that, these time-lapse videos, it kind of makes me think of, of people when they uh, share their testimony with you. You know, they talk about, you know, God came into my life and, and God delivered me and God saved me, and he set me free, and now I'm living for Jesus, and my life is so much better. And we all love hearing those kinds of videos. They're, they're I mean, those kinds of testimonies are all very encouraging, but really that's, that's a time-lapse testimony. It's just like a time-lapse video. It's a time-lapse testimony because they're talking about all that God's done, and now where they're at, and it's just the finished product that we're getting to see. And and really, in this scripture that Peter shares with us, it's really like a time-lapse video. Because, look at it again. Get rid of what? All evil behavior. <laughs> get rid of, you know, in other words, get rid of all the bad stuff in your life and grow up into salvation. Boop! I'm still working on that. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I, I'm I'm still working on that. Get rid of all the bad stuff in your life. Walk into the fullness of your salvation. Time lapse. That's that's what that, that is. But 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 look at that verse. Everybody look at it because it says, and I like that God put this in there. It says like newborn what babies. So God uses this little infant baby to illustrate that it's going to take some time. All that change, you're not going to get rid of it overnight. You're not going to do that instantly. You're not just going to walk into the fullness of your salvation experience in a moment. A baby doesn't go from an infant to sucking on a bottle and having baby food to being a full-grown adult and walking in the fullness of their adult life. Can you hear what I'm saying? So when you hear someone say, you know, Christ came into my life, and I got saved, and now my life is just awesome. Or you, you hear someone say, God delivered me out of darkness. God set me free from addiction. God did all these, these delivering moments in my life, and, and, and it was just awesome. Or you hear uh, parents talking about all of, all of our kids have grown up. And they're all living for the Lord. That's time lapse. See, they don't talk about the five years that their kids struggled. And and they fell away from the Lord. And they were out in the world. And they were living in the world system. And they had to go through a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And mom and dad had to really pray and intercede for them to get their, their life turned around. See, that, that, that part was… It's the highlight testimony it's time-lapse we've been married for 30 wonderful years yeah but they didn't tell you about the five years in their marriage that they went through some serious struggle and they almost didn't make it see it's time-lapse this this is what we're we're seeing what they're doing is they're fast-forwarding past all the stumbles past all the setbacks past all the heartache, past all the hurt, past all the personal failures that they've had. And they're giving you the time-lapse testimony of their life. And it isn't that it isn't true, it's just that it's a time-lapse. It's not the whole process. It's, it's not the whole story of what their life looks like and what their life is About and I want to encourage you don't judge your real-life day-to-day Transformation to someone else's time-lapse video That'll discourage you don't compare your behind-the-scenes footage to someone's highlight reels We watch the highlight reels of football games and things like that, but we don't see all of the practices we don't see the athletes back there in the room with their, you know, soaking in iced fats and surgeries that they had to go through to get to the Super Bowl. We don't see all the personal challenges that those coaches and those players faced in their lives, the process that was involved, even in their personal lives, to get to the point to, to where they're at. I, I'm preaching better than you're amen in this morning. See, it's time lapse. It's time-lapse. How many of you have ever shopped for furniture online? Done the online furniture shopping? It's pretty cool. I mean, I kind of like it. You know, because you can, you know, you get on whatever, Ikea or Wayfair, wherever you want to go, and you pull up the furniture, whatever, you know, you're looking for a, what do you want? You want armoire? You want chairs? You want an end table? I mean, it doesn't matter what bed. So you go and look and in the on the website it's all put together and it's even usually staged right so you can actually see it in a room to kind of give you an idea of you know wow I, I, do I like that or do I not like that do I want that do I not want that and and they set it up against other furniture to kind of give you an idea of the size and the and the scope of, of what the furniture looks like. And so, you know, this helps you decide whether or not you want to purchase this item, and that's what you want to get for your house or not. So the, so the presentation of it oftentimes is what influences you to purchase, right? And so that's what you do. So, you know, here in our ministry, we have to order stuff like that all the time. You know, we have youth buildings and kids buildings and the foyer as a matter of fact i was meeting with um our lead pastor tim his wife terry and tory our kids pastor who was up here this morning just a couple three weeks ago and we were talking about getting some more couches um, for out here in the foyer and and changing out some chairs the chairs that we had were a little too comfortable and our security guys were just sitting in them all the time so we had to get some chairs really hard and uncomfortable, make those guys get up and move around. You know, George wasn't real happy about that, but we had to get that out there. So anyway, we, you know, they said, oh, we need to get this couch. We need to get this couch. We didn't have enough couches. There wasn't enough sitting area for, for our people to be able to sit around and, and, and talk. So we looked up couches and, and chairs and we ordered them. And, you know, it takes a little while for this stuff to come in. And so I got an email saying that it was coming that day. And, and so I tried to show up over here about the time that the UPS truck pulled up. and This guy got out, and, you know, he rolled he's in a big truck, and he rolled up the deal. And he, he started setting, and, now, and we had ordered like three couches. And he started setting these little boxes out on the ground. And I, I said, sir, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You can stop with you. I think you got the wrong place or something. And he said, No, is this 400 Brook Hill Ranch Road? I said, Yeah, this is for Christian Church. I said, Yeah. He, and he said, Well, this is the place. And I said, Well, we ordered couches. And all I see is a bunch of little bitty boxes. And he says, Well, these are your couches. <laughs> oh, I, 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 just, I just want you to know what started going through my mind at that moment as I saw all of these little, cause I, you know, when he rolled up the door, I'm expecting this big box, right? And we're gonna grab it, and we're gonna walk this thing out, and we're gonna set it down and open it up, and voila, you know. No, they're all in these little, and I'm thinking, how did they get that couch in that box? And then I'm thinking, oh no. Because I remember on the website, down there in the fine print, it said, help me, some assembly required. Now that word some, it's kind of a vague word. It can comprise a lot of different things. You don't really know exactly what some means. And in my mind, I was thinking some meant, I'm going to screw the legs on this guy and be done with it. But when all those little boxes started coming out, I knew I was in trouble. So, you know, I I messaged my two best buddies, Josh and Tim, our pastors here at our church, because I knew that they would come and help me. And uh, Josh gave me the standard text that I always get. I got four kids. I can't come. And I, I, I should have known that was what I was going to get when I sent him because he just uses that. He's going to milk that as long as he can. Sarah, probably you better get ready because probably what's going to happen is once your kids get big enough, he's going to want to have another one so he can just keep using that scenario. But so I, and, and then so Josh didn't show up. So I'm, I'm out here and I'm unpacking these boxes. And of course, our lead pastor comes walking through and he's like, man, man, man. He said, man, I feel for you. Stay strong. I was like, well, come back. He said, I got to go get some coffee. I got stuff to do. And that's what happens. I'm the guy that gets stuck putting the furniture together around here. And I want you to know that all those couches out there that you're sitting on, all those chairs, not them. Right here. Somebody to pat me on the back. Because I've been having to pat myself. So, you, you know, you order all this furniture, and, and, you, and you get it in, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have to open up the boxes, and you start laying all the pieces out. And there's a sheet of paper that comes in there, and it has a checklist of, you know, you got to make sure you got all the stuff, right? Because you never know. <clears throat> you can arrive, arrive damaged or whatever. So you got to check everything. So you start walking through, and you're looking, you're making sure that, that it's all there and, you know, everything's there. And, and I I don't know how many of y'all have ever built furniture, but there's a, there's a plastic bag that comes in this box and it's usually got red tape on it that's connected to something in the box so that it, you know, it can't escape. And in that red bag, I mean, that little plastic bag is some really important stuff. There's like Hinges and screws and nails and dowel rods and glue and the little, you know, the little simulated wood grain stickers that you stick on to make your high-quality furniture look, you know, (laughs) high-quality. Because it's nothing but particle board, right? And so all this stuff is in this little bag. And, And that's all great, except when you open the box and the little bag is torn open. And you have a potpourri of stuff all over the place, and and then you happen to notice there's the in shipping that because you know it comes from the other side of the world from over here in Taiwan or somewhere, and by the time it gets to you, there the you know there's holes in the box, and you're like, oh no, I mean it just gets better and better, you know, of, of assembling. This furniture, some of you, you know, you're sitting there and you're actually traumatized. You're not laughing because you know what I'm talking about, the experience that you go through. <laughs> and in the back of your mind, you're just thinking, boy, this is going to be so much fun. I'm just so looking forward to this. I just, this is what I wanted to do today. I just can't wait. So you start the process of putting it together. And, and one of the things that they do is, you know, they include a little manual in there, that's translated from one language into English, and that's not always the best thing. But anyway, it's in there, and it's got steps on it that you have to follow. And the very last page, that's the one I always flip to, is you're done, right? And, and they'll put a picture of the finished product, or on the box they'll put a picture of the finished product, just to, you know, just to give you a vision. Here's what it's supposed to look like when you finish working on this thing. Here's what it's supposed to look like. You, you ever feel that way when you're around some of your, your Christian friends? You know, you you look at them, and you're like, man, that's what I'm supposed to look like. That That's the finished product. And then you look at yourself, and you're like, I've, but I've got these bad habits, and these failures and these—I feel like I got missing pieces, and and I'm I'm just kind of not all all there. And, but you look at them and and you see the finished product, and that that's what you want to be. But that's just not where you're at. And the fact of the matter is, church, we all face that gray space between who we are and who we're supposed to be. That's where we all live. And I want to encourage you today because even though you aren't maybe where you want to be and maybe you're not even where you're supposed to be listen you're sure not where you used to be come on god's brought you a long long ways a long ways in your life god's helping you build your life because the christian life isn't a time lapse video and first peter says like newborn babes and i'm glad god that. To show us that when it says get rid of all that, it didn't say it like full-grown adults. Because I don't know about you, I've been walking with the Lord for a while, but there's some areas of my life I feel like I'm still on the bottle. Am I talking to anybody? I feel like, wow, I just had a teenager breakdown moment, you know? What, what's, what's going on here? See, our life has to be constructed. There's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of things that go into building a, a man or a woman of God. And it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, we really should have known when they crowned a carpenter to be a king that there was going to be some construction involved. You know there's gonna be some sanding and some nailing there was gonna be some some sawing there was gonna be some work involved in building the life that God wants us to have and that means the disassembled pieces that you see scattered all around you that don't look like the finished product like you see in someone else you have to know you have to understand it's time-lapse You can't just look at the highlight reels. You don't build a great life overnight. You don't just arrive at that point instantly. No, it takes time. It's costly. It's difficult, but it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, it took me a long time to put that stuff together. It came in multiple pieces. And they give you that little Allen wrench that wears out after, like, the fourth bolt that you put in. And now what do I do? You know, (laughs) But the reward of it is, is seeing people in our church sitting in them, drinking coffee, connecting, sharing life with one another, experiencing the good things that God has for us. See, the key, the key is, number one, you've you got to be honest with yourself and where you are. And then you've got to humble yourself in obedience and trust that God is able to, to build in you what he wants to build in you. You got to be able to trust him. We all came through the doors of church this morning. There's a lot of people. Like I said, you guys look great. People have smiles on their faces. Good morning. God bless you. How you doing? High five, fist bump, handshake, whatever it is, hugs. How are you? How's it going? What y'all do this weekend? You know, we all have these conversations. And, and a lot of people that we saw, they're, they're looking good. Their lives seem to be all together. I mean, they're just living in that place of blessing. We, we just see them. It seems like they're doing great. And, and, and you hear them share their testimony about things that God's done in their life, how God delivered them and how God set them free and how God's blessed them and these things that God has done. And now how they're living just in this abundant life that Jesus talked about, you know, for us to, to, to live in. But, but what you don't see is what they had to get past to be in that place. You know, some of you, you're, you're here at Christian Ministries, and this is your very first time. And, you, you, you know, you had to walk through the doors of a church that you've never been in before. You had to be around a whole bunch of people that you don't know and, and kind of prepare yourself for what you really don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to handle snakes in that place? I mean, what are they going to do? I don't know what's going to happen. And it's kind of, it produces this anxiety maybe a little bit in you, maybe a little bit of fear. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really sure. And, and so nobody knew the work that you had to do to come through the doors of the church. You know, some of you, you're here, but nobody knows what you had to endure just to be sitting in that seat this morning. You know, the physical pain that you battle, the medication that you're having to take, the, the, the time that you had to get up. I mean, some of you women, y'all had to get up early this morning, get that makeup going. I mean, it took a, it took a while. You know, us guys, we just get to lay in bed. Y'all got to get up early. You got to do the work. You know, you got to and, and, try on five different outfits and four pairs of shoes before you figure out what you're going to do, right? Come on, the struggle's real. Listen, accepting Jesus as your Savior is fairly quick, but becoming a disciple, that's a lifelong process. That's not something that happens overnight. And, and you know, it, your timeline... It's not my timeline. Your friend's timeline, that's not your timeline. See, we're all made unique. We're all different. We're all on a different timeline. My blueprint is different from yours. Your friend's blueprint, your wife, your husband, your child, your coworker, their blueprint, it's not your blueprint. It's different. Your blueprint is unique to you. And God gave us his word and his Holy Spirit to help us decipher that blueprint of our life that he's constructing and he's building and that he's, he's making. And aren't you glad that God gave us lots of examples in the Bible of imperfect people? Imperfect people, not perfect people not people who had it all together, not people who didn't have any problems, any hang-ups, any addictions, any vices. No, those weren't the people that God picked. See, there's one thing is when we read the Bible, we see imperfect people. We see Mary Magdalene who had demons. We see Gideon who was afraid and hiding the least of his tribe, the least of his family. We see David committed adultery, had a man killed. We see Joseph, oh, he became the prince of Egypt, but what that guy went through? We see these people, these imperfect people, and and, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, as we look at these people, we flip through the pages of our Bible, you know, you go, for example, you go and read about Joseph's life. You know, We all know that Joseph was taken captive, and he was thrown in a, you know, in a pit by his brothers, and he was taken captive, but then he rose to be the prince of Egypt, and God used him to bring his 70 family members in and ultimately deliver them, and then they turned into millions of people, and that's how God started the Hebrew nation. Go, Joseph. Awesome. And, and you know, we, we, we go to that book in the Bible, and, and we just grab... Those few pages, if you, you know, if you, especially if you have like a slimline Bible. I mean, literally, you can grab about eight pages, and that's, that's Joseph's entire life. And we read, you know, these few chapters about Joseph in, in just a few, a matter of minutes. But that was Joseph's entire life, his whole life. I'm up here today. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching in my Sundays best. I feel good, but you have no idea the process that I've had to go through to get to where I am. The 25-year process of following Christ and stumbling, and following Christ and stumbling, and doing good and getting over things and moving it, and then falling back. See, and, and, and then the personal battles, and the personal struggles, and the tragedies, and the losses, and the things that, that we all face. See, you don't see that, because all you see is the highlight reel, the time lapse, testimony, the, the finished product. And you guys heard me share that. See, my wife knows the process of the past 25-plus years. Bless her heart. She knows but a lot of you, you don't know. You know, when you open up that box of furniture, there, there's all those pieces in there, and there's a little booklet. It's the instruction manual, how to put it together, how to assemble it, right? And it's got step one, step two, right? Step three, step four. And depending on what is being built, you know, I always hope when I open it up, that manual's going to be really sp- like three pages, and that's it. Step one, step two, step three, and you're done. But you know, you get those ones that are really, really thick. I remember building some Legos for my boys when they were growing up, and and man, it came with a, bu- <laughs> you opened it up, and there was a book this thick. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, I'm going to be here forever putting this thing together as a Christmas present. Thanks, grandparents. We really appreciate that, you know. And and you you flip several pages to the, to the back, and you get to see what the finished product looked like. Here's what it's supposed to look like, but then you go back to where you're at, and all you see is a bunch of pieces all over the place, and how in the world am I ever going to get all this together? And it's at that moment that you have to trust the blueprint and the one who gave it to you. you got to trust him. Because I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. There's a lot of pieces. I don't know how I'm going to get all this. I don't know how this is. You know, back to 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter says, get rid of all evil behavior. Peter. Do y'all know Peter. Peter, who, you know, he talks when he shouldn't and doesn't when he should. Peter, you you know, when he encountered Jesus, he said, you know, turn away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. That Peter. Peter. This this is the Peter. First Peter, chapter 2, this is the Peter who denied Jesus, not once, not twice, three times. You and I kind of got an excuse if we deny Jesus. We never met him personally, personally in person. No, we didn't. We haven't lived and done life with Jesus for almost four years, traveling with him eating with him, sleeping with him, doing life with him, getting to watch him, observe him personally, getting to see that example set. No, that's not. But that's Peter. And then here's Peter. (laughs) After the day of Pentecost, preaching to 3,000 people, and they get saved, and they give their life to Christ. See, God's not looking for perfect people to build his kingdom. Thank God. Can I have an amen? God's looking for humble people. God's looking for people who will lean and depend upon his grace and his mercy and in humility. They do the best they can to walk in obedience to what God has called them to do. You know, when I got saved, it was, a, it was an awesome moment in my life. I'm forever grateful for what God did in my life. But before I got saved, see, I was following Paul's blueprint. I wasn't following God's blueprint. No, I, I was doing it Paul's way. I was building life the way I wanted it to be built the way I, way I felt like that my life needed to be in the direction that my life needed to go. But you know, the funny thing is, I wanted my life to look like as if God had built it. I wanted my life to look like that guy over there. I wanted my life to look like that, that, that woman over there who's got it all together. But the problem was, because I was living life by my blueprint and doing it my way, I wasn't going to get the end result that I wanted because I was on the wrong blueprint. So if we're wanting to get the finished product, if we want what, what we're building to look like it does on the box, to look like it does on the website, then we're gonna to have to follow the blueprint and the person who made the blueprint We're going to have to follow that step by step. Y'all ever not paid attention to the steps and assumed that this is what's next? (coughs) Oh, man. It's terrible. If you're building one of those office desks that have the drawers in it, because you got to put all of that together, the sides, the back, the bottom, the front, the handles, the little... The little metal things that go in the, 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 they go back and forth on, I can't tell you the number of people that, that assumed and put those rails on the wrong way. Get the whole desk together. You go to... Ah! You just want to pick the whole thing up. Just... But, you know, you paid a lot of money for it, so you don't. And what do you have to do? Just start all over. It start disassembling and you have to go back to the point to where you made an assumption and start from there. And but you know what? Listen, when you make those little mistakes and you have those setbacks, it makes you pay a whole lot more attention to the instructions. I don't want to mess that step again. I don't want to make that same mistake again. Hold up. I got to pay attention because I remember what happened last time and I I didn't read thoroughly and I didn't pay attention like I should. And and so, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to make sure I'm paying attention. Is is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Go to Exodus chapter 25. Exodus 25. We got to follow the blueprint. So I'm going to give you a little backstory. Moses is a guy God raised up to be a deliverer for the Hebrew people who had been in slavery for 400 years. They you know, that 70 people that God used, Joseph with, you know his family saved, turned into millions. And now they've been in slavery for multiple generations. God's raised Moses up. To come and deliver them. Moses delivers them, and he leads them out into the wilderness. God's leading them. So God calls Moses up, and he begins to have conversations with him, and God begins to give Moses a blueprint for building a dwelling place so that he can live in and he can cohabitate with his people, and that dwelling place was called the tabernacle, okay? And in Exodus chapter 25, verse 40, here's what God tells Moses. And I want everybody looking look at this. 25, verse 40. Be sure. Everybody say, be sure. Everybody say, be sure. Everybody say, be sure. Look at your neighbor and tell them, be sure. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. You've got to make everything according to the pattern that I've shown you here on the mountain, Moses, when you build this. In other words, be sure that when you're in this place with me and you get this revelation from me of my relationship with you, you get this revelation from me of, of what I want your life to look like. You get this vision of your life, of this dwelling place that I'm wanting to construct. You're here with me in this place. And then you go down off this mountain into everyday life. And this is where we all live. We all do everyday life. That's where we're all at. Everyday life where imperfect people are. Everyday life where problems are. Everyday life where confusion lives. And we're struggling trying to figure out, okay, what decision do I make? Where do I go? How do I? Everyday life. He said, make sure that the pattern that you build according to is not the pattern that you see in the world, but the pattern that I give you while you're here in my presence. That's what you build your life on. And, and, and that's hard. That's hard. Because, you know, and we get little glimpses of it. We get, we get glimpses of it. You know, I remember when I was a younger Christian, and I would look at certain men in the faith who'd been walking with God for a while, and here I am, you know, I'm just trying to stay saved every weekend. You know, and these guys are just these heroes of, of faith, and they're solid, and they're, they're married, and they're paying bills, and they've got homes and stuff, and, and I'm just looking at them, and I'm like, I, I, you know, I get, I got a glimpse of what that was like, but I wasn't there. We, we get glimpses of it, like when we're in our prayer closet and we're praying. And, and the Holy Spirit encourages us, and, and our faith gets renewed. You know, we get glimpses of that. We may get glimpses of it when the, when the worship team's up here on the stage, and they're leading us in worship, and we're in that moment of just touching God and experiencing the Holy Spirit, and He's moving in our heart. We get these, these glimpses, these experiences. We feel this, these, these moments of greatness, and then we have to carry that glimpse all the way down the mountain into the distractions and the imperfections of everyday life. And this is where we all live. And God selected Moses to carry out this blueprint in the Old Testament for his dwelling place. But guess what? God's given us the responsibility in the New Testament of building the tabernacle for his presence to dwell in. And it's our life. It's us. You know, I remember when Moses came down off that mountain, this process had begun, and he went up and he got the law from God. And it's so awesome because it says, when Moses came down, the glory of God was upon him. The Shekinah glory of God was all over him. As a matter of fact, he had to veil his face. It was so bright and so powerful Because Moses had been up on the mountain in God's presence. And he he did the work of going up the mountain. He traveled up to that place where God was. And he he did the work of, of placing himself in God's presence. And in that place, the glory of God began to transform Moses. And when Moses came down off that mountain to encounter the the children of Israel, he looked like a completely different Moses. The people couldn't even look upon him. And can you imagine, to his horror, when he came down, that the children of Israel, they're, they're having a big church service. They've got the tambourines, everybody's dancing, everybody's worshiping. And there's this golden calf that they have made. And everybody's dancing around it. And everybody's calling it Jehovah. Jehovah. I mean, the guy who Moses was with. And Moses is just like freaking out. What have you people done? And, and you guys remember, and, you know, he was a very upset. And what do you do? You know, kind of symbolic, he broke the law because that's what they did. And, and we see that this, this, this moment that Moses had with God on the mountain, and it transformed him, and as we come into God's presence, we will be transformed too, but we got to be very, very careful when we come down off the mountain that we don't try to conform God to our image and the kind of God we want and make some kind of golden calf in our life and call it God. Because that ain't God. That's not the blueprint. And we've been given the responsibility of this blueprint, not the law. We're not under the law anymore. And we've been talking about that in Galatians. We're under grace. We're 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 in a new dispensation. Praise God for that. But just like Moses, when he got down off that mountain, he encountered a different experience. And we're going to encounter a different experience, too. And, and, you know, there were a lot of people down there who considered themselves to be religious. They considered themselves to be spiritual. And they were in the wrong place. And they were in total disagreement with Moses and what Moses was doing and what God called him to do. And you've got to know in your life that you're going to experience the same thing. You're going to have well-meaning friends. That are going to tell you, you need to do this and you need to do that. And they can be saved. They can be Christian friends. But it doesn't line up with the blueprint. You may have a mother and father are putting pressure on you. And wait, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it God's way. You may have co-workers. I mean, we're, we're all in this place. You're going to have pressure put on you. See, these people failed to, to stay true to the original blueprint and you've got to stay true to the blueprint that God has given you that's what we're trying to do in our church we are trying to stay true to the blueprint Hebrews 3 4 says for every house is built by someone but God is the builder of everything God's the builder of everything I want to end with this you know when that furniture that you ordered arrives in that box however many boxes it may be. One of the first things that they tell you to do when you open it up is check for damage. You got to check for damage and you got to check for missing parts. And so they have a, a sheet that has everything that's supposed to be in it. And you go through and you make sure that you have all the screws and all the dowel rods and all the hinges and all the stuff that you need and even the little stickers, you know, the simulated wood grain For your high-quality particle board furniture you got to check make sure all that stuff is there make sure there's no damage there's there's nothing missing because things get damaged and they and they come up missing in the process of when it was sent from the original manufacturer to the point to where it's supposed to be the finished product Things happen and in that box I don't know if you guys have noticed this but now they're putting a sheet of paper right on top it's usually in red and it says if something's damaged or if something's missing don't send this back to the place you bought it from what does it say It says, call this number, because this is the original manufacturer. The original manufacturer is the one that can help you recover the missing pieces. This is good. The original manufacturer is the one that can help bring in and replace the broken parts The original manufacturer is the one who can help get you back on track to where you need to be. You've got to contact the original maker of the furniture. They're going to assist you. And maybe some of you are here today. I don't don't know. We're all in a different place. We're all in process. But maybe some of you listening to this sermon, maybe you just feel like it's impossible for you to build according to the blueprint that God has for you because Paul, the truth of the matter is there's a lot of pieces missing. I just feel like there's just a bunch of broken parts. And it could be because of mishandling of people in your life. It could be because of abuse. Neglect. It could be because of something that you went through when you were a kid growing up or some great tragedy or loss that you've experienced in your life. But you just you just look at, your, at the finished product on the box, and then you look at your life, and you look at all of these scattered pieces, and several of them are broken. Some are missing. You're like, how in the world am I supposed to ever accomplish? How am I supposed to pull off what it is that I feel like that this blueprint is telling me to do? And, and listen, it's really easy to get focused on what's missing. It's really easy to get focused on what's broken, It's really easy to get focused on who mishandled the delivery. Instead of, okay, hold up, I've been given a lifeline. If there's a broken piece, if there's something missing, all I gotta do is I just gotta get with the original manufacturer And he'll help, restore, renew, replace, heal, whatever needs to be done. This is the Lord. The people who delivered it can't fix it. You can't fix it. Your friends can't fix it. Your pastor can't even fix it. But I tell you who can fix it, Jesus. Jesus can fix it. He's the master builder. He's the master builder. Jesus can fix it. There's a, uh, a prophet in the Bible called Jeremiah. He had a vision from the Lord one day. It's in Jeremiah 18. I'm only going to read a couple of verses. Y'all can go look at it this week. But in Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1, the Lord was talking to Jeremiah, gave him a vision and he said, Jeremiah I, w- I want you to go down to the potter's shop and I'll speak to you there and so I did as he told me and I found the potter working at his will but the vessel that he was making was marred in the hands of the potter some translations say that the the jar didn't turn out like he hoped. And so it says that he crushed it into a lump of clay, and he started over again. You know, we we don't really see much of this anymore, but there's a wheel that spins, and the potter's here, and the clay is on it, and and he's got this clay, and the way he makes this clay moldable, he adds water to it, and he f- applies firm pressure, and he begins to make this this vessel. But but the problem is, is a lot of times in life, we we were the ones that were at the wheel, or an uncle who molested us was at the wheel. or maybe a mom and dad that divorced, they were the ones that were, they were at the will. And so now, here I am. But like the vision, he was marred in the hands of the potter. But it says that it pleased the Lord to make another vessel. And so you know what God did? He crushed the first one to make a new one. And that's what being born again, that's what it's all about. And so here you have this awesome God who is molding and shaping us according to a blueprint. Now, unlike the vessel, we have legs and we can get up in our own will and we can walk away. And we've probably all done that on many occasions But we're not under a dispensation of law, we're under a dispensation, thank God, of grace. See, this isn't a time-lapse salvation, this isn't a highlight real testimony, there's a process there's a process, there's a process, there's a, there's a, there's a blueprint, and I want to encourage you today. Maybe you feel hopeless, maybe you feel confused. Maybe you're like, Paul, that's me. I, I'm that vessel, I'm marred, man, I, I messed up. But what I'm telling you is, you just have to surrender your life to the potter. You gotta stay on the will of his love. You gotta allow God to pour in to you and shape you and mold you into what he's designed you to be God's got a perfect blueprint for your life it's perfect he's able to heal he's able to restore what's broken he's able to replace what's missing he's able to make all things new and this blueprint for your life is full full of grace and mercy because once again here's Peter get rid of all evil behavior well Peter didn't do that overnight and God still used him as a matter of fact he ultimately wrote a few chapters in the Bible so just because you make a mistake just because you missed the mark just because you fell or maybe you were someone who was Culpable in causing someone else to fail? I don't know. Your story is not over. It's not over. God is able to do. Stand with me this morning. Which will take a few minutes as we close. Let's just let's just lift our hands. Lift your heart. Close your eyes. Let's just take a moment. Let's just ask God. God, give me a new blueprint. Give me a new blueprint, Lord. God, give us a new blueprint on how we see ourselves. Give us a new blueprint on how we how we see our future. It's not dark and hopeless. God, give us a give us a new blueprint of how we respond to people who do us wrong. Give us a new blueprint, of how we respond to people who've mishandled us or abused us or done evil to us. God, give us a new blueprint of what significance really is. What really is significant in our life. And God help us to stay faithful to the blueprint that you have for us. And and Lord, help us to build our life upon the rock of Jesus, not the shifting sands of culture that are always changing, but on the everlasting, never-changing nature of your Son, Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord, I implore you, Humble yourself. Call out to him. If you're here today and you've just been feeling hopeless and discouraged, be encouraged. God's faithful. And if you're here today and you see people that you just don't see how you'll ever get there, I just want to encourage you. i felt the same way, and you will. You just got to remain faithful. Stay on the wheel. Trust God. He'll get you there. He'll get you to that place of being that husband that you really want to be. Of being that that wife that you really want to be of being that student that you really want to be uh, of being that man or woman of god that you really desire to be to be that person of faith to be that person who's whole who's healed who's walking in the fullness of their calling god will get you there you just got to stay on the wheel and trust him lord today we commit our lives to you we live our life by your blueprint forgive us lord when we've missed the mark but god today God, today we set ourselves for a new vision of following you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great weekend. You have been listening to the CMC podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.